brought to you by Charity Mobile, the phone company that shares your values. More information is available at CharityMobile.com. Many Catholic parents and themselves Catholic students ask a basic question. Why aren't Catholic universities Catholic anymore? There are still private universities and still charge you the student or parent of someone attending the premium price compared to a public university. You know, an undergraduate degree at a Catholic university can run you $100,000 or more. And people pay for the prestige of a Catholic university education. But that's not what they get. Not anymore. I know some may bristle at that, but it's true. One of the vanguard institutions for the modernist revolution in the church has been the Catholic university. And people wonder how that happened. Why is it that Notre Dame University is not known as a robust Catholic school? Even though it is in core to its identity, still, at least its stated identity, a Catholic university. Why is Boston College spoken about in the same way as, as any secular university in that or college in that same region? How did this happen? Well, in the aftermath of the Second Vatican non-binding pastoral council, the, a group of university leaders and religious leaders in the United States decided to get together with the document Gaudium et Spes in hand, the document on the pastoral constitution of the church and life in the church. They, just, they took that document in hand, possibly one of the most notorious documents of Vatican II, by the way, and for the negative effect it had on the church, and based on the implications of that document, held a series of meetings in 1967 called the Land O'Lakes Conference. This was held on pr property owned by Notre Dame University in Land O'Lakes, Wisconsin. And there were, they worked on this document for several years. And I'm going to quote here a article for you from the Catholic Register, the National, the National Catholic Register, which is EWTN's print arm. And it will give you an idea, you know, I'm going to poison the well here a little bit by just telling you the names of some of the signers. Because there were 26 people who signed it, but here are the names. First, first it was Archbishop Paul Hallinan of Atlanta. He was a member of Catholic University of America's Board of Trustees. Bishop John Doherty, who participated as chairman of the Episcopal Conference for Catholic Higher Education. Father Theodore Ted McCarrick, who was then president of the Catholic University of Puerto Rico, and who later became the Cardinal Archbishop of Washington, D.C., also signed the document. Other signatories included the heads of the related religious orders for universities, so these would be the heads, the heads of the Jesuits in America, the heads of the Benedictines, these other groups. One consequence of this document was, after it was released, something like 95% of Catholic universities would end up adopting it including the university I worked at in Oklahoma, uh, St. Gregory's University, a university that no longer exists because they adopted the Land O'Lakes Statement and then couldn't grow as a university anymore despite trying to walk a line between being Catholic and secular. And that cost them in the long run. And it was too late by the time that university tried to adopt the Vatican's corrective document which the Vatican would eventually release under John Paul II, a document to correct this. And it would, you know, to reaffirm that Catholic universities must, you know, be Catholic. Let's teach Catholic things. 
the life of faith must be central to the university life. These basic things. It wasn't much that, you know, what is taught there shouldn't be in conflict with the Catholic faith, things of that nature. Which brings me to why the, Cat the Land of Lake Statement was adopted. It was to, in the minds of the modernists who promoted it, because Ted McCarrick and these bishops and these heads of religious orders were modernists, was for academic freedom from the any outside influence, meaning they didn't want Rome dictating what could be taught at a Catholic university. And as we'll go through the document, because I have the full text of it here for you, you're going to see that this includes theological freedom for people to, you know, have their own lived experience of religion, to have their own understanding of what being a Christian means. This is essentially the Catholic university saying that they took no responsibility for the Catholicity of the education they offered or and for people attending the university and preserving their Catholic faith. What is the point of going to a Catholic university if they are not offering you a Catholic education or a, a preservation of your Catholic faith, or the child's Catholic faith when they go? And the, the document, of course, addresses this by saying that they will, you know, the Catholicity of the university will be preserved by the presence of the sacraments and the presence of Catholic theologians, theologians who are all modernists to a T. Because non-modernists would not have signed this statement and would not have adopted it, would not have taught it. That's my by, by way of long introduction. That is the Land of Lakes statement. Here is the full text. The Land of Lakes statement: The nature of the contemporary Catholic university. One, the Catholic university, a true university with distinctive characteristics. The Catholic University today must be a university in the full sense of the word, with a strong commitment to and concern for academic excellence. To perform its teaching and research functions effectively, the Catholic University must have a true autonomy and academic freedom in the face of authority of whatever kind, lay or clerical, external to the academic community itself. To say this is simply to assert that institutional autonomy and academic freedom are essential conditions of life and growth and indeed of survival for Catholic universities as for all universities. The Catholic university participates in the total university life of our time, has the same functions as all other true universities, and in general offers the same services to society. The Catholic university adds to the basic idea of a modern university distinctive characteristics which round out and fulfill that idea. Distinctively, then, the Catholic University must be an institution, a community of learners or a community of scholars in which Catholicism is perceptibly present and effectively operative. 2. The Theological Principles In the Catholic University, this operative presence is effectively achieved first of all and distinctively by the presence of a group of scholars in all branches of theology. The dis disciplines represented by this theological group are recognized in the Catholic University, not only as legitimate intellectual disciplines, but as ones essential to the integrity of a university. Since the pursuit of the theological sciences is therefore a high priority for a Catholic university, academic excellence in these disciplines becomes a double obligation in a Catholic university. 3. The Primary Task of the Theological Faculty The theological faculty must engage 
directly in exploring the depths of Christian tradition and the total religious heritage of the world, in order to come to the best possible intellectual understanding of religion and revelation, of man and all his varied relationships to God. Particularly important today is the theological exploration of all human relations and the elaboration of a Christian anthropology. Furthermore, theological investigation today must save or serve the ecumenical goals of collaboration and unity. 4. Interdisciplinary Dialogue in the Catholic University To carry out this primary task properly, there must be a constant discussion within the university community in which theology confronts all the rest of modern culture and all the areas of intellectual study which it includes. Theology needs this dialogue in order to a. enrich itself from the other disciplines, and b. to bring its own insights to bear upon the problems of modern culture, and c. to stimulate the internal development of the disciplines themselves. In a Catholic university, all recognized university areas of study are frankly and fully accepted, and their internal autonomy affirmed and guaranteed. There is no theological or philosophical imperialism. All scientific and disciplinary methods and methodologies must be given due honor and respect. However, there will necessarily result from the interdisciplinary discussions an awareness that there is a philosophical and theological dimension to most intellectual subjects when they are pursued far enough. Hence, in a Catholic university, there will be a special interest in interdisciplinary problems and relationships. This total dialogue can be eminently successful, a. if the Catholic university has a broad range of basic university principles, and b. if the university has achieved considerable strength in these disciplines, and c. if there are present in many or most non-theological areas Christian scholars who are not only interested in and competent in their own fields but also have a personal interest in the cross-disciplinary confrontation. This creative dialogue will involve the entire community. University community will inevitably influence and enliven classroom activities and will be reflected in curriculum and in academic programs. 5. The Catholic University as the Critical Reflective Intelligence of the Church Every university, Catholic or not, serves as the critical reflective intelligence of its society. In keeping with its, this general function, the Catholic University has the added obligation of performing the same service for the Church. Hence, the University should carry on continual examination of all aspects and all the activities of the Church and should objectively evaluate them. The Church would thus have the benefit of continual counsel from Catholic Universities. Catholic Universities in the recent past have hardly played this role at all. It may well be one of the most important functions of the Catholic University of the future. 6. The Catholic University and Research The Catholic University will, of course, maintain and support broad programs of research. It will promote basic research in all university fields, but in addition, it will be prepared to undertake by preference, though not exclusively, such research as will deal with problems of greater human urgency of, or of greater Christian concern. 7. The Catholic University and Public Service In common with other universities, and in accordance with given circumstances, the Catholic University is prepared to serve society on all its parts, e.g. the federal government, the inner city, etc. However, it will have an added special obligation to carry on similar activities, appropriate to a university, in order to serve the church and its component parts. 8. Some Characteristics of Undergraduate Education 
the effective intellectual presence of the theological disciplines will affect the education and life of the students in ways distinctive of a Catholic university. With regard to the undergraduate, the university should endeavor to present a collegiate education that is truly geared to modern society. The student must come to a basic understanding of the actual world in which he lives today. This means that the intellectual campus of a Catholic university has no boundaries and no barriers. It draws knowledge and understanding from all the traditions of mankind. It explores the insights and achievements of the great men of every age. It looks to the current frontiers of advancing knowledge and brings all the results to bear relevantly on man's life today. The whole world of knowledge and ideas must be open to the student. There must be no outlawed books or subjects. Thus, the student will be able to develop his own capabilities and to fulfill himself by using the intellectual resources presented to him. Along with this, and integrated into it should be a competent presentation of relevant living Catholic thought. This dual presentation is characterized by the following emphases. A. A concern with ultimate questions, hence a concern with theological and philosophical questions be a concern for the full human and spiritual development of the student, hence a humanistic and personalistic orientation with special emphasis on the interpersonal relationships within the community of learners, c. a concern with the particularly pressing problems of our era, e.g. civil rights, international development, and peace, poverty, etc. 9. Some special social characteristics of Catholic community learners. As a community of learners, the Catholic University is a social existence and an organizational form. Within the university community, the student should be able not simply to study theology and Christianity, but should find himself in a social situation in which he can express his Christianity in a variety of ways and live it experientially and experimentally. The students and faculty can explore together new forms of Christian living, of Christian witness, and of Christian service. The students will be able to participate and contribute to a variety of liturgical functions, at best creatively, contemporary, and experimental. They will find the meaning of the sacraments for themselves by joining theoretical understandings to the lived experience of them. Thus, the students will find and indeed create extraordinary opportunities for a full, meaningful liturgical and sacramental life. The students will individually and in small groups carry on a warm personal dialogue with themselves and with faculty, both priests and laymen. The students will experiment further in Christian service by undertaking activities, embodying the Christian interest in all human problems, inner city social action, personal aid to the educationally disadvantaged, and so forth. Thus will arise within the Catholic University a self-developing and self-deepening society of students and faculty in which the consequences of Christian truth are taken seriously in person-to-person -person relationships, where the importance of religious commitment is accepted and constantly witnessed to, where the students can learn by personal experience to consecrate their talent and learning to worthy social purposes. All of this will display itself on the Catholic campus as a distinctive style of living, a perceptible quality in the university's life. 10. Characteristics of Organization and Administration The total organization should reflect this same Christian spirit. The social organization should be such as to emphasize the university's concern for persons as individuals and for appropriate participation by all members of the community of learners in university decisions. University decisions and administrative actions should be appropriately guided by Christian ideas and ideals and should eminently display the respect and concern for persons. The evolving nature of the Catholic University 
will necessitate basic reorganizations of structure in order to not only achieve a greater internal cooperation and participation, but also to share the responsibility of direction more broadly and to enlist wider support. A great deal of study and experimentation will be necessary to carry out these changes, but changes of this kind are essential for the future of the Catholic University. In fine, the Catholic University of the future will be a true modern university, but specifically Catholic in profound and creative ways for the service of society and the people of God. Can you see now why that document helped destroy Catholic universities in the United States? You may be asking, well, what do I do? Am I, you know, I want to go to a Catholic university or my child needs to go to a Catholic university. What should I do? There is an alternative called the Cardinal Newman List. This is a, like a relatively short list of Catholic universities and colleges that operate by that Vatican document on, you know, promulgated by John Paul II, meant to preserve Catholic universities and their identity and their actual Catholicity. Um, you can find it online. I'll, I'll probably forget. So remind me to put it in the pinned comment, those of you who will watch this really early, if it's not there already, and you'll be able to see what universities there are there. I can tell you off the top of my head that one of the Aquinas universities in America is on that list, as is Benedictine College in um, Kansas. Those are both actually not Land O'Lakes Statement universities. But hearing that document, can you see how it destroyed Catholic colleges, how the Catholicity of them is just gone? curious what you thought of that document so let me know in the comments please like and subscribe if you haven't it really does help as a sharing these messages on social media that helps a lot as well as always pray for the church i'm anthony stein ave maria